Hey there, healthy-ish listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Body and Soul Pod with me, Felicity Harley, and Ali Izzo, our digital editor, joins me to talk about the three hot topics of the week. Hey, Ali, welcome to Healthy-ish. Thank you for joining us today. You start. What are we talking about this week? This was a really interesting story. Well, I look, my personal bias is showing here because I thought it was interesting because it's something that I suffer from, something that annoys my husband, which is procrastination. And I think everyone can knows that feeling of like, you know, you've got to do something and it's been on that list of yours and you keep like doing all the other things around it, but not the actual thing that you really have to do because it's like big or scary or stressful or whatever. Anyway, so one of our wonderful digital contributors, Katie Hall, wrote a story for the site last week and it was about why we need to rethink procrastination and that it doesn't have anything to do with being lazy or even being disorganized. And it's because um, we actually, it's a stress response. That's kind of the win. So she did some digging on this and there's a Canadian psychologist called Dr. Tim Cycle. I might be pronouncing that wrong, Um, but he studies procrastination. Oh, we should get him on the podcast. He sounds great. No, he's so incredible. And he said it's all about feelings. Procrastination is the misregulation of emotion. Um, So it's not that you, yeah, are lazy and you just prefer to sit on the couch. But, you know, when you know you've got something big to do, the stress of that causes the brain to enter the fight, flight or freeze mode, meaning that we'll usually do like anything to do. Yes. To (laughs) distract ourselves and feel like we, exactly. We know, we know that feeling where you're like organizing your sock drawer, but you're not doing a tax return, which is overdue, which is me at the moment. Um, So he he says, we think that by putting things off, we're going to feel better. Um, But, you know, obviously in the long term, that doesn't, it's not the delay that's the problem. It's the self-blame and the emotional disengagement that leads to internal struggle that undermines your health, he says. So it's actually like causing you mental stress because you know you've got this thing and you're not doing it and you don't know why you're not doing it. Then you beat yourself up for not doing it and say that you're lazy, but you're not lazy. You're just stressed out. Um, so I I found that hugely um You felt seen. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt so seen. I feel like I need to send this to everyone in my life being like, I I know I've got to do the thing. I'm not lazy. I'm just, I'm stressed about this, this yes, thing. Yes, I'm dealing with all the feels. Um, and does he give some advice on? on? Yes, yes. Okay. So um, Katie Hall also went to the work of um, an author, Mel Robbins, um, who also Yeah, she did a recent podcast episode um, discussing cycles research and saying that identifying the source of your stress loosens its grip on you. So you've got to look it in the face and say, I'm not doing this thing because I'm stressed about it. And then the solution to this is to start small, even if it's just one tiny thing each day to get that thing done. It's like that that theory where you um, you can't eat the whole elephant in one day. You've just got to take a bite at a time yeah. and it's kind of the same thing. So just write down one day, like maybe it's sending an email or following up on a call or, you know, whatever it is. And then the next day say, what's the next action yeah, I need to do? Tip. So you break it, down, yeah, break it down into little really manageable things and spread it out and 
take your focus off the big thing and just look at those little things. One, it's literally just one foot in front of the other. And also acknowledging those feelings, I think, is is kind of halfway there as well. Um, you know, you're obviously capable of doing it, but it's just those feelings that are getting your way. Anyway, yeah. I thought that was very helpful. Yeah, I like that. You know what I do when I'm procrastinating? I, I go for a run or I do some exercise. That's a good way to procrastinate. And then I come back and my head is clearer and then I'm into it. Somehow it just clears that procrastination. I don't know. Mm. Works you know me. Do you know what exercise does? And I figured this out um I read about this, but also I, I learned this during university is that it helps the parts of your brain synapse together when you're exercising. So your brain connects better to different parts. So the pathways are strengthened. So you actually do get mental clarity. And I remember when I was studying, if I was stuck in the middle of an essay and I just kind of like lost my way, I'd go for a run, very slow, very plotty run even. And by the end of the run, I'd figured out what the problem was, like how to like work through through my like mental block and um yeah the science that backs it up so that is a great procrastination strategy Fliss. thank you (laughs) um i just want to talk about a a article i read on the conversation this week it was a great one i will leave links to it in the show notes it was called the well well-being pandemic how the global drive for wellness might be making us sick now we've talked a bit about you know the whole concept of of wellness and this glossy wellness that's sold to us is it really what wellness truly is. Uh, we talk about a lot on this podcast, but I thought this was a um, a really interesting concept, the well-being pandemic. I mean, the authors argue that basically the word is everywhere in the media, of course, in our media, uh, in schools, in workplaces, in <laughs> shops, cars, planes, everywhere. You can't go anywhere without well-being or wellness being sold to you. And they talk about it the whole meaning of it just being conflated in our modern day life. Like it's attached with words like happiness, quality of life, life satisfaction, human flourishing. And they say it's, it's, a, it's a commodity. And in some ways it, it is similar to how we sell motherhood or democracy or freedom that they're yeah. sold with these terms of motherhood be amazing. And it's this, and it's, you know, you'll be happy. And whereas we know that that's actually as mums, not always the case. <laughs> it's like a value judgment isn't it like it's imparting this like deeper value on something which often it's not it's got nothing to do with it right yeah exactly so I think they just really made a point they make a great argument about that we're all victims nowadays of well-being washing we're stuck in this pandemic of sorts and you know we, we really have to ask ourselves you know personally the question is what how do I actually feel when I am feeling well and what do I do about it? No, I don't go and drive the car that, you know, sprouts smelly shit through the the air air conditioning to make you feel well. There seriously is a car that does that, by the way. Oh, I don't need to do certain (laughs) yoga poses on a plane because that's not wellness. So I don't know. I thought it was a great, a great article just questioning and perhaps prompted me to think, okay, what is it that truly makes me feel well? Yeah, because I suppose it's different for everyone, right? Yeah, exactly. We've all got our different versions. And and I'm not taking away from the fact that, you know, driving a car with smelly shit pumping through the aircon won't make you feel great. <laughs> It'll make your car smell great. I mean, there's definitely. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, I don't know. what it, What's the, the true meaning of wellness to you? Anyway, the true meaning of wellness to some people might be watching maths. Ah, 
I like your segue, the true wellness. Oh, look, for a time there, the true, my true wellness definitely lay in the joys of reality TV. And I think that's why so many Australians are watching this season of Married at First Sight yet again. Um, and we're seeing that um, translating into traffic on the website too. So this was our number one trafficking story last week. And I mean, it was a great um, headline. It was written by one of our digital contributors, Penelope Clifton. And the headline was, why we're no longer putting up with men like maths, maths, that's a terrible <laughs> um, sound on the audio, sorry, um, Harrison. And I think that if you've only ever seen headlines from this season's maps, you would probably know who Harrison is. He is one of the grooms who has been um, focused on by the experts, the relationship experts on the show, but also in the media because he's been a part of some dramatic storylines. But he's also being held up as sort of the poster boy, I guess, for gaslighting. I think it's just one of those things where it's playing out in real time on TV. Everyone's watching it and everyone's got an experience where they're like, yeah, that guy. I know that guy. I dated that guy or my friend dated that guy. I hate that guy or that guy's the worst. But it's just a good reminder of like, this is toxic behavior playing out. And look, I know the editing is biased, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a good example of like, reminders of what red flags look like when you're in a relationship and how you shouldn't be treated. And look, apologies to Harrison. I've got no idea if what he's like in real life. <laughs> no but apologies. He, he sounds like a douchebag. Yeah, he said he said some pretty douchey things. He's definitely said some douchey things. Um, but it's a good reminder that like I think we can all learn no matter how trashy the show is, like what some bad um relationship traits, behaviors, red flags look like and um steer clear. <laughs> Ali, thanks for coming on Healthish. Bye. Once again, if you want to read any of those stories that we chatted about, I will leave links to them all in the show notes. If you want more from us, plenty of other episodes of Healthyish or Extra Healthyish, bodyandsoul.com.au is the place to go for more info or you can follow us on social media. And we would be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthyish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.